I'm in downtown Kildare, trying to cross the street with Ann Hafner. She's the ambulance director. Look really carefully. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want us in the back of that new rig as much as I like it. Big semis are everywhere. This one's going to stop. Thank you. Thanks. Kildare, a little town out west, used to be a quiet place. But that was before the oil boom. Yeah, if you wanted a changing ambulance service, you found it. <laughs> Hafner is a 51-year-old paramedic. She's trim, short, and full of energy. Before becoming a paramedic. She was a mom and a volunteer EMT. After her daughter graduated from high school, Hafner hit the books, earned a paramedics license, and in just two years, she's in charge of things here. This is going to be our new combination office and garage. We've got a four-stall garage going in. We only have three ambulances, but we were concerned about the future in five years. You know, five years ago, we wouldn't have thought we needed two. Three years ago, the Census Bureau counted 751 people living here. Back then, Kilder was best known as a rodeo town. The place to buy beer here is Lariat Liquors. Its high school sports teams are known as the Cowboys. Nearby drilling has likely tripled the town's population. Before the boom, the Kildare Area Ambulance Service averaged one or two calls a week. Now, it's one or two calls every day. Before the boom, everyone who responded to ambulance calls was a volunteer. Now, the nonprofit service couldn't survive without paid staffers like Hafner. The calls they're getting have changed too. Before the boom, the ambulance service mostly helped out car and farm accident victims and those with medical emergencies. Now, there's lots of oil-filled accidents. People fall off of things. People get crushed by things. People get hit by things. Things blow up. Those accidents result in all kinds of injuries, concussions, broken bones, piercings, and something called degloving. A degloving is where um, the skin is grabbed by something and removed from the body. So what you actually have is a head or a face or an arm or a leg with the skin peeled off. Hafner and her colleagues aren't just dealing with gruesome injuries. Some of the most dangerous situations they face in the oil fields involve H2S gas, also known as hydrogen sulfide gas. It's colorless, odorless, and it can be deadly. If we're called to a scene and somebody's unconscious for an unknown reason, nobody knows why, we have to assume that's what they're unconscious from. And if we get out without the proper protection, we'll be unconscious from it, too. Oil-filled accidents aren't the only reason for the surge in emergency calls. More trucks are on the road, resulting in more accidents. A lot of these guys work longer hours straight with less sleep than they ever have before. And they have to drive some of them quite a distance to get back to where they're sleeping. So, you know, you add a two-hour drive a day on top of working for 12 hours in the heat like you're not used to doing. If you ever had any inclination to high blood pressure, you're going to have it now. Um, so we have a lot of heart-related medical calls. Kildare isn't the only boomtown where this is happening. More and more people with traumatic injuries are being admitted to hospitals in western North Dakota. Tom Nearing works at the state health department. He's in charge of emergency services. We're seeing exponential growth in trauma patients, exponential growth in uh, EMS calls, exponential growth in the number of patients that come into the hospital. Nearing's use of the word exponential isn't hyperbole. Since 2008, hospital trauma admissions have more than doubled in Dickinson, tripled in Williston and Watford City, and quadrupled in Tioga. Can the system handle the demand? At times, I believe that's questionable. The state is rich in oil revenues. North Dakota currently has $4.7 billion in the bank. That's billion with a B. About one-fifth of that money is being sent back to the West to expand roads and build stuff. 
In fact, Kilder's new ambulance was purchased with an oil impact grant. I asked Nearing if there was more the state could do to help nonprofit ambulance services like the one in Kildare. One of the things they could use is some staffing money to actually hire some full-time people. And just as soon as he said it, Nearing backed off. If we were going to replace all of the volunteers in the state of North Dakota with paid people, that would cost us $31 million a year. $31 million a year. That's less than 1% of $4.7 billion. Again, Tom Nearing. I don't think it's just the state's responsibility to run an EMS system in the state of North Dakota. You don't find that model anyplace else. Back in Kildare, I asked Ann Hafner, the ambulance service director, how things are holding up. And do you have the resources to do what you need to do? No. Spirit-wise and, and uh, drive and desire, yes, we do. We have all the, the drive and enthusiasm of any group of people I've ever seen. Uh, we don't have enough people. We don't have enough equipment. We don't have enough money. But Hafner and local officials keep trying. Local taxes are enough to pay for two full-time paramedics and one full-time EMT. A few other medical personnel get paid to come in every now and then. The rest of the time, Kilder relies on volunteers. Our volunteer base has gotten really low, but since um, April we've picked up 15 new volunteers. So uh, we're, we're building it back gradually. Near the end of my visit, I sit down in the offices to talk with Chris Jeske. She's a board member here. These guys have had anywhere from one run a day up to five or six runs a day. There's the pager. <laughs> Hafner springs into action. Yeah, can you meet Aaron at the bay and bring 6-7? He's on his way back from Manning. Okay, thank you. Beth and Aaron are going to meet at bike here. Todd, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. For Prairie Public and the Black Gold Boom Oil Series, I'm Todd Milby.